Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. This is Grizz Griswold of Finos. Hope you're doing well. This is the Open Source and Finance Podcast. And in this episode of the podcast, our marketing manager, Neve Parker, talks with our director of community, James McLeod. They discuss updates to Finos projects, so we hope you will play along and get involved. All right, with that, I need you to sit back, relax, and enjoy Neve and James. Today on the podcast, we have James McLeod, Director of Community. James is based just outside London. Um, he's been with Finos now for just over three years. And prior to that, he has experience not only within the open source world, but also working within the financial industry, including Lloyds Bank. But I'll let, int- I'll let James introduce himself. So, hi James, welcome to the podcast again. We've done this a few times um, already. In the past with Grizz, our usual host on the podcast. Um, anyway, how are you doing today? Hey, Neve. Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me back on the podcast. It's great to be here with you and the rest of the Finos community who are listening. Great, great. I'm looking forward to chatting, you, chatting to you today, actually, James, because you're always quite insightful about what's happening in the community. You know all the different, you know, maintainers, projects and I know I only started in in March, but I think even chatting to you on a daily basis, even through Slack, I think you give a lot of updates and it's it's quite educational, not only for me, but for other people. So I'm glad that we have you on the podcast. Um, so with that, what, what are the activities that are happening in, in Finos that you'd like to talk about? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm really pleased that you think my updates are educational. It's good that I actually give that off um, because that's exactly what I'm trying to do. Um, And today what I want to speak about um, with everybody who's listening is just how Finos is growing. Um, So before we actually go through some uh, project updates, I want to take people through some figures that we actually uh, communicated to the rest of the Finos community on our all-community call. And this is with relation to how Finos projects are actually being consumed. And so this isn't all of the code that's going into Finos projects. This is on the opposite side of this. This is when code has gone into Finos projects and we have new releases going out into the open source community and how those releases are being brought down by the wider technology community and being used in situ whether this is in banks or it could be anywhere. I mean, that's the whole benefit of open source. Even though Finos is a a finance open source foundation, our projects can be used by anybody anywhere. Um, Now, what I want to try and convey over a podcast um, is that we're seeing massive growth uh, through our NPM uh, registries and also Maven Central. Now, what that is actually showing uh, through our perspective Morpha, Legend, FTC3, and Track um, projects, that if you go to um, the Finos organization on GitHub, is that we're not just putting code into repositories, and people aren't just bringing those repositories local to their local software engineering environments, but people are actually going out there and they're installing all of these libraries and all of this software from Maven, and they're also bringing them into their JavaScript um, projects to be used. 
And that's hugely exciting because number one, it demonstrates that open source in finance is growing um, and there is a need for it, which is absolutely amazing. Um, whereas I remember five years ago when I was working within the banks, open source in finance was a dream. You know, it was actually a dream of mine and uh, some people who I knew at that time. Um, but now it's a reality. Open source in finance is growing and also being consumed. You know, there was once a time when getting code into an open repository was a dream, but actually getting code from those repositories through registries and into projects is just absolutely amazing. Um, so if it's okay with you, Neve, I'd like to kind of like explore that um, just a little bit more and also how projects surrounding Finos and also other open source projects elsewhere can accelerate this and make it even better than what it is today. Yes, of course. I'm happy for you to go ahead. I mean, you mentioned about the growth in open source and finance, and I think that's that's great. And it's it's also helped our community as well grow. Um, and obviously having the maintainers on those projects, like you said, um, is is great for, for the industry. So happy for you to go ahead. Yeah, okay. Thank you very much. That's amazing. Um, so what I want to talk through is perspective. Well, mainly, I'm going to be honest, and I'm going to be honest with um, the community out there. I come from a, a very JavaScript-enabled um, background, which means that open source is everywhere within the JavaScript landscape. Um, I also know within the Java landscape that um, open source is also, you know, extremely central as well through Maven. Um, but what I'm actually noticing um, through NPM especially is that we have projects such as Perspective, which is um, actually uh, being consumed by JavaScript projects, and also FDC3, uh, which is very, you know, JavaScript-esque, even though it's a standard, um, mm -hmm. and also uh, Track, um, which is using um, NPM. All of these various different projects are actually finding their way into uh, other related project teams. And that is amazing um, because as soon as you start um, lending your projects to be consumed by the wider software engineering, especially in JavaScript and also in Java communities, once those projects are in there, you know, they're kind of baked in. Um, and, you know, the rise of those projects is actually really exponential. Um, as soon as you become, you know, key uh, to any form of engineering landscape in any of these types of environments that really lend themselves to open source, and you are a trusted open source project, then people are going to notice that you are in, you know, um, whatever your project may be, and other people are going to start consuming them. Um, and so in order to really kind of like land yourself to that, I know that it's important, you know, for uh, projects within open source to see themselves through GitHub and other mechanisms as really popular through stars and people who are forking and how much contribution is going in. But something that I would like to really advocate is making sure that those projects um, that are actually being developed within those repositories are lending themselves to being consumed as well. And that's what these stats are showing. Not only, not only are they showing that these projects are popular within GitHub, but these projects are also being developed in a way that they can be consumed, okay? And that is really important as well. So when you take a project directly from a repo as code, it means that you need to physically place them in a project or physically compile them, 
or physically configure them in order for them to be used. Now, there's there's huge benefit, you know, to having the code there, you know, having it observable, having the code um, enabled to be brought down, you know, into an engineering environment to be used. But if you're able to put a wrapper around it, you know, that delivers it almost like a, you know, a festive gift or a birthday present to somebody where all they need to do is unwrap the present or undo the bow, you know, and it's like, um, you know, something that, you know, creates a lot of ease. And it's like a, you know, an engineering experience that makes those projects really consumable. Then you can actually accelerate the growth of your project. Not only are you putting code into GitHub and allowing people to use it as code, but you're also delivering it to other people in very popular registries that allows that project to be consumed and used. Um, and this is what we're demonstrating through, you know, the facts and figures that are coming out, out of these registries right now. Mm -hmm. No, I think that's really interesting, James. And you know, for the, the benefits to our community as well, for people that do not know, um, do you want to just give a little bit of information about how everything is open and they are enabled to go in and, and grab that code? Like you said, you know, a sweetie wrapper or, or a Christmas present um, for for people who may not know about Finos, would you give a bit of background yeah. on Absolutely. So the projects I'm going to mention now um, are projects that you can go onto Maven and go onto NPM and find, you know, so if you go onto NPM, you'll be able to find perspective. Um, you'll be able to find FDC3 and you'll be able to find track, you know, as well as going into the Finos organization on GitHub. So if you go to github.com forward slash Finos, You'll be able to find the code you know that represents that project where people are developing upon those um, but if you're interested in consuming you know go on to npm and also go on to maven central you know if you want to consume more fur or if you want to consume legend as well because those projects are actually there um, but there are other ways um, in which these projects are also um, enabling themselves to a really great engineering experience and I want to point out two projects that are actually engaging themselves through Kubernetes um, and also in a similar way. OK, so these two projects, although they are uh, independent, so they're independently contributed by Goldman Sachs and they are independently contributed by Deutsche Bank, they both use a similar mechanism to be able to get themselves onto the hybrid cloud. Um, now, the first project is Legend. Um, this is actually a big, complex project, which was contributed by Goldman Sachs into Finos maybe two years ago. Now, standing on its own, Legend is actually, you know, a big project with a lot of complexity surrounding it. So bring it onto your hybrid cloud solution, no matter who your cloud service provider is, would actually be quite a big configuration job. Number one, bringing down the project. Number two, configuring it. Number three, uh, testing it. And then number four, keeping it maintained and up to the latest version release. And that is also the same for Waltz. Waltz is also a big project contributed by Deutsche Bank. To get Waltz onto the hybrid cloud, you would need to do the same. You would need to download the code. You would need to configure it locally. You would need to keep it maintained and you would need to keep it tested. Now, we recognize this, you know, the... Uh, the effort, the engineering operational effort to do this was huge. 
And so we put the challenge forward to the Finos community to be able to solve this. And in order to solve this for both projects, um, a team from Canonical and also Cloudbase um, stepped forward uh, to use Juju and Charms, um, which actually take these projects and install them on a Kubernetes platform and also provide a day two operational mechanism that was actually contributed as um, infrastructure as code to Finos. And so you can see all of this work in, in Legend Juju Bundle and also Waltz Juju Bundle, which is basically a command line mechanism for bringing these two big projects onto your hybrid cloud using a command line. It's absolutely amazing. So not only do we have NPM projects, which can be brought down into JavaScript projects, you know, through NPM install, um, and not only do we have Maven central projects that can be brought down into your Java software engineering, you know, uh, solution, but we also have Kubernetes bundles, you know, that use Juju and Charms that allowed you to go onto your cloud service provider and install them on the command line. And this is engineering experience, and this is how you really accelerate your projects. And this is what we're doing in Finos. We don't well, we do want people to contribute um, code into GitHub, but we also want our projects to be successfully consumed. So we get that real impact and return on engineering experience. Um, mm -hmm. And this is what is absolutely phenomenally exciting right now within Finos. Yeah, that sounds great. And to be honest, you know, most of the projects are very complex. Um, and you mentioned their walls and legend. Would you have two lines to maybe, you know, summarize those for our audience in the podcast and what they actually mean or what they do? Yeah, absolutely. So for those who aren't aware of um, Legend by Goldman Sachs, um, it's a engineering environment or ecosystem that allows you to describe um, financial objects um, in a codified way. Um, so rather than the industry duplicating the way that financial objects are being described as code. Legend allows you to consolidate the, the industry's thinking into um, almost like a central standard. So lots of different financial services institutions um, within their engineering teams can describe the way that financial transactions and financial objects are being passed around, um, which is actually really great for interoperability across the industry. Because um, if I wanted to pass some information, for instance, through an API from one bank to the next, I wouldn't need to transform that information from one internal standard to another bank's internal standard. Legend allows that to happen as code and bring all of those banks together to describe them. Waltz, which was contributed by Deutsche Bank, um, is a way to describe your internal systems architecture within a bank. Um, so within the banking landscapes, especially within big capital markets and also retail banking banks, um, there's lots of systems architectures. You know, it's a massive landscape, you know. Within banks, I don't know whether people, you know, know this, but there are loads of different systems that need to interoperate, you know, between each other. And sometimes mm -hmm. you can't see, you know, from one end of the bank to the next when it comes to systems and how they relate. Uh, Waltz is a way for 
um, internal banking teams to add all of the information that everybody else needs to know um, about the systems that they're running inside banks, um, including their internal APIs, their different licenses, and everything that, you know, if you need information between systems, you know, a software architect may need to know this info. Waltz is a, a system that brings all of that together in a really nice, slick UI. Um, and so it provides loads of benefits for internal um, system architects and people who need to know the landscape of an internal banking uh, information architecture and also systems architecture. It's, um, it's phenomenal. Mm -hmm. No, thanks for that, James. And, you know, um, even having that led out to the community and, you know, even from um, back in April, we had our Walsh meetup in London speaking to the team at DB and, and hearing all the huge benefits coming from Walls and, and obviously Legend as well, yes. Um, you mentioned um, when we were talking offline about, about CFI and, you know, these, these projects are quite complex, but how CFI is doing something similar for the, for the KS service. Um, do you want to touch on that? Yeah, so CFI is Compliant Financial Infrastructure. Um, and it's a Finos project that I've uh, had the luxury to be part of now for a couple of years. Now, CFI, Compliant Financial Infrastructure, is also accelerating. Um, we've got a great team of uh, maintainers um, from Deutsche Bank, from uh, JPMC, um, from CodeThink, and also from Sonartype, who are really motivating the community of compliant financial infrastructure to get mm -hmm. code in. Now, what compliant financial infrastructure is doing um, is also uh, really building an engineering experience around infrastructure as code uh, for the compliant um, hybrid cloud infrastructure of a bank. Um, so if you're working within a bank, you know that you have certain policies and compliance standards that need to be hit, you know, when you create a new piece of systems infrastructure on your cloud service provider, you know, no matter who that is. So no matter whether it's GCP, no matter whether it's Azure or AWS, everybody needs to be compliant. Mm -hmm. Now, what we're trying to do within compliant financial infrastructure is bring all of that infrastructure as code that describes this financial hybrid cloud landscape together in a single place. So banks within the industry, if they want to create, you know, some form of service on their cloud solution, they don't have to reinvent it. You know, it's all done in a single place. Um, we've got bank contributors, you know, people who really understand all of the various different compliance rules and all of the ver various different policies and standards needed in order to make you know, those um, services safe for the banking industry. I'm really pleased to say that um, we've had some really great engagement through compliant financial infrastructure. So we're now working with the EDM Council and CDMC to make sure that anything that's data related um, is compliant against the CDMC um, data standard that they actually provide, um, which is amazing. And so, they are, you know, recognized by the EDM Council, and it's really great to be in partnership with them. Um, I'm also pleased to announce that HashiCorp um, have noticed, you know, the popularity of compliant financial infrastructure. So we're working more with HashiCorp um, on their Terraform solutions. 
and how we can magnify those and also get them out you know across the financial um landscape from finos and so that's fantastic you know so the more terraform we have in uh compliant financial infrastructure the better because you know people recognize terraform and they use it now one of the um I kind of see this as an amazing pull request that was raised into compliant financial infrastructure. So this is from Red Hat, uh, where they've been working within uh, a banking partner um, to configure OpenShift, which is a Red Hat um, open source uh, product um, on Google Cloud Platform inside a bank. But rather than keeping it inside a bank, you know, all of these configurations and settings have actually been contributed into compliant financial infrastructure. And so from my point of view, I love it because um, not only is work that's happening inside a bank being leveraged inside a bank, but it's immediately coming into the open source landscape as well to be leveraged by others. And so I want to give a massive high five, you know, to the CFI team for getting this um, cycle of work kind of demonstrated. And I want everyone to know that they're doing it, you know, so work that's actually happening in banks is actually being contributed directly into open source now you know it's not being kept to um kept inside the bank hidden in a internal banking repo it's going straight into finos you know so you know thank you to the team who's enabling that and please everybody else follow this example because this is how you really also accelerate open source in finance mm -hmm. No, that's great, James. And yes, um, it it definitely, you know, lead by example. It maybe um, is is a good example for other banks to look at and say, hey, they're doing the same. Why don't we start to contribute to Finos? Um, and I know there's a lot of you know regulation around it, but you know, from example of Goldman Sachs and DB um, and 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 Red Hat as well, which which is great. Absolutely. I'm absolutely 100% behind you on what you said. And we shouldn't sit back and not say anything about these things. So if people are noticing that there are contributions coming into their projects from unknown sources, you know, or people who are new, sing, sing about it, you know, post it on Twitter, put it on LinkedIn, you know, celebrate the fact that your open source project is successful. And it's being recognized, you know, by people outside of those who surround you. It's important that we recognize that the footprint of open source isn't the three people who you talk to, you know, within your team every day contributing into the project. You know, call out the issues, you know, thank people for what they're doing, you know, recognize PRs that are being raised by new people. Um, it's really important that people know that uh, open source in finance is growing um, and, you know, that boom is accelerating. Um, and that's what I'm trying to do here today and also give people a few pointers on how they can really magnify that and get that, you know, accelerating even more through awesome engineering experience. Exactly. And, you know, if, if you know, some people have questions or whatever, you can always reach out to our um, mail inbox community at finos.org. Um, but there's one question that I wanted to do. You're, you're mentioning, you know, you're giving shout outs, James. Um, so what are people doing in Finos? Like, can you give us examples, maybe, maybe a top 10 list of the most active projects and giving them some kudos on the work, great work that they've been doing? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I've gone to um, the Finos organization on GitHub 
Um, and I've actually, so on the front page of the Finos organization and any organization on GitHub, you'll get a list of all of the projects that are being worked upon at that particular point in time. Now, the great thing is you can sort that by, you know, what is has actually been happening, you know, within the last X amount of time, you know, from the last 10 seconds all the way through to, you know, the last 10 days. Um, so what I'm going to do, Neve, I'm going to kind of like shuffle the deck, you know, because mm -hmm. um, I'm using that sort, you know, to just call out the projects that are active now, right? So this isn't going to, you know, a metrics da dashboard and saying, you know, who's been active over the last year. This is going into Finos and saying who is active now. So I have just hit um, the refresh button on this sort. And so this is right here, right now. So at the top of the list, we have uh, Legend Engine, uh, which is, is which is part of the Legend ecosystem. And I can see that this has been updated within the last 14 minutes. Um, and so it's 11 a.m. here in the UK right now. And so I can see that people at this time are contributing into Legend. Morpha Elm has been contributed into within the last hour, um, along with Symphony Media Bridge, um, so both the uh, Morgan Stanley team, whoever it may be, it might not even be Morgan Stanley who made that contribution, but certainly people who have been using Morpha Elm have been contributing into that. And the same as Symphony Media Bridge, um, that project has also been uh, contributed into today. Um, now, what we need to remember is that um, the Finos community isn't just within the UK time zone, it's within a global time zone as well. And so within uh, the last few hours, Legend Studio has also been contributed into. Perspective, I can see that that's been active. Um, the team, you know, are pro predominantly in the US, um, which means that all of these updates, you know, landed within the US time zone, but it's also used in the UK and globally. Um, I know people who are consuming uh, perspective in Singapore, you know, so Credit Suisse recently came on uh, and did an interview to say that they are using perspective within a Visual Studio Code plugin that's actually being created, you know, by a Credit Suisse engineer. And so I can see the perspective. Wow. Yeah. yeah, along with Legend Studio is extremely active too. Mm -hmm. um, FDC3, you know, that's been active within, you know, less than half a day. Um, mm -hmm. They've had contributions going into FDC3. And so it's great to see that, you know, people both uh, in the UK and also on other time zones are contributing into FDC3. Symphony has got a lot of work, you know, happening as well through Symphony Electron um, and also the Symphony WDK. Um, now we're kind of getting into the last 24 hours. Um, and so I like to thank, you know, everybody who's been working on uh, the Symphony suite. And then coming into kind of like the last day, you know, so the last 24 hour period, compliant financial infrastructure, I can see that that's been active too. So well done. Um, more for Scala, uh, well done for being, you know, updated within the last 24 hours. And then I'm going to end on, let me see, um, Legend Community Delta, uh, which I can also see has been updated. Uh, maybe within the last 24 hours or so. Um, and so there we've got kind of like a real rundown of what's been happening as soon as I hit that refresh button. So this hasn't been, you know, uh, creating in advance. This is 
running down the list as I see it uh, within the Finnus organization right now. But James, is there anything else that you want to cover before we wrap things up? Yeah, there was one thing that I just wanted to mention, and that was to give a bit of a high five to um, open source readiness, um, because mm -hmm. I've noticed uh, within the special interest group that there have been contributions to the open source readiness documentation um, that they are bringing together to provide information to open source program offices within the financial services industry. Um, so I'd like to say thank you um, to the Open Source Readiness SIG um, for contributing three articles to the microsite that they maintain. So we have the articles Considerations and Guidance for Electronic Communication Policies in Open Source, Working with DLP Limitations on Open Source Access, and Considerations and Guidance for Records Management Regarding Open Source. Now, something else to note is that um, Open Source Readiness, Finos, and also To-Do Group came together at the Open Source in Finance Forum in London. And so I'd like to say thank you to um, all of the banks who came together under Chatham House rule to really get into the weeds of some of the issues that banks are actually facing. Now, under Chatham House rule, we kind of um, keep all of this information anonymized, um, but it's really good you know, to understand what needs to be solved, how open source readiness can help that, you know, the potential synergies with the to-do group who are also a sibling community that are also working for open source OSPOs. Um, yeah, and please keep an eye out for a similar uh, roundtable session that we're going to run at the New York um, Open Sourcing Finance Forum, because it was good to bring banks together in a room you know, where people can speak free and open, um, where sometimes speaking so free and open isn't quite so easy. Um, so thank you, everybody who attended and made um, that session a real success. Yes, kudos to everyone involved. And you mentioned the to-do group. We actually had Anna on our podcast last week. So thank you to her as well. Um, and James, you mentioned the Open Source Finance Forum um, in New York. Call for proposals are now open. Um, and also register if, um, well, you would like to get involved. Um, that is in New York in December 8th. Absolutely. And something else, Neve, I'm going to squeeze in is um, both myself and yourself are going to be in Dublin um, between the 13th and 16th of September for the Linux Foundation Open Source Europe Summit, um, where we'll have a final stand. Um, and yesterday I learned that I can actually speak at the event as well. And so I'm going to be on stage. And so if there's anybody, you know, listening who wants to go to Dublin, you know, feel free to, you know, register for the event. If you are in Dublin uh, for the event, so whether you're a Finos member or whether you're an open source contributor to a different project um, or whether you're a member of the Linux Foundation, swing by the Finos stand, come find us. And it'll be really great if you could come support me um, as I do my pres presentation. It'll be great to see some friendly faces in the audience, you know, um, as I tell everybody about Finos. Yeah, that would be great. And um, even if you do come to your booth, we'll, we'll get you a coffee and, and maybe a drink of the, the, <laughs> the Guinness after. Um, but thank you, James. Um, that was very insightful and educational. I hope our audience find um, it the same. So we'll put everything together that we discussed here in the show notes at the end and we 
Hope you get involved if you haven't already and kudos to those who have contributed, consumed, and obviously those top 10 active projects as well. Kudos to you. So thanks, James. Um, I hope you have a great rest of your day and I'm sure you'll be on the podcast soon. Thank you, Neve. Thank you for inviting me here today. It's been great being involved. Thanks, James. Okay, so you can get involved with the finance community by signing up on finos.org to our newsletters, to This Week at Finos, our email communications, which is a rundown of what's happening within the community on a weekly basis. Get involved with our Slack channels, our social media accounts on LinkedIn and Twitter. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please rate us on whatever podcast platform you follow. We're always on the lookout for people who want to feature on our podcast. So please read out, reach out to us at marketing at Thanks, everyone, and hope to see you all soon.